You're listening to All the Backlist, a weekly show about books that are not new. I'm your host, Kelly Jensen, and this is the July 7th, 2023 edition. This week, I am offering up two books that I've recently read that are perfect for readers who are curious about litfic, but may not consider themselves litfic fans. And they're also for readers who like things that are a little weird, a little off kilter, and a lot thought-provoking. Both of these books have that Mona Awad vibe to them, so if you like Bunny or All's Well, you'll be into these as well. I'll note that the first one that I'm going to talk about has major yellow face vibes as well, so if you loved that bestseller like me, you'll want to pick that one up as well. Before diving in, what do S.A. Cosby, Khalid Husseini, Sarah Bakewell, and Yadrin Israel have in common? They've been guests on Book Riot's newest podcast, First Edition, where BookRiot.com founder Jeff O'Neill explores the wide bookish world. Subscribe to hear them and stay to hear Book Riot editors pick the It Book of the Month. To subscribe, search First Edition in your podcast player of choice. Now on to our weird little literary show. The first book I want to talk about is called Disorientation by Elaine Hsai Chow. This story follows Ingrid Yang, who is 29, and she is struggling to figure out how to complete the dissertation she's been working on as a PhD student now for years. It's her final year in the program, and she's been spending every day deep in the archives at her school. She is formerly a literature student, but she was wooed to the East Asian Studies Department where she was promised that a job would likely be waiting for her if she did her dissertation and homed in her focus on the beloved Chinese-American poet Zhao Wen Chao. Ingrid is so over the work and is so over being invested in everything Chinese. She herself is Taiwanese-American, so there's some connection, but to her personally, like, not a lot. But things take a big turn when Ingrid discovers a note in the archives that is new and seems to be addressed specifically to her. But who has been toying with the archives and who is desperate enough to reach her, a PhD candidate, about the late poet? Her first instinct is her academic rival, Vivian Vo, but that doesn't seem or feel right. So she grabs the hand of her friend Eunice Kim, and she decides she's going to make plans to track down who left the note and to find out everything she can about this person. It's worth mentioning that the note is about a location mentioned in Chow's poetry. Ingrid had the location incorrect and the note corrected it. So the note lever is someone who has extensive knowledge of the poet and tracking this person down might be the golden ticket for Ingrid's dissertation. But little does she know that what she'll find is a Maritroshka doll of lies. It's possible that the person that she has been investing years of her academic life in isn't who she thinks he is, that the thesis advisor who encouraged Ingrid down this path isn't who he says he is either. And Ingrid might start to suspect that her devoted, predictable partner is also not the person that she thinks he is. Uh, Is anybody who they say they are? This book is darkly funny, it's satire, and it's the kind of stressful read for anyone who remembers or is in the thick of being in academia. What happens when eight years of work might be all predicated upon a lie? What if that lie were also a case of racism, wherein your own identity becomes something you need to take more seriously and question because you're looking at somebody who has played the role of Asian American despite never being Asian American? 
Along the way, we see Ingrid break into a home, as well as be broken by Vivian and her contingent of very woke, very socially conscious classmates who, despite Ingrid's frustrations, end up being much more helpful to her than harmful or hindering. This one has major yellow face vibes, like I said, so if you enjoyed that book, you'll want to go back and pick this one up. And that is Disorientation by Elaine Hichelle Cho. My next pick is One's Company by Ashley Hudson, and this story follows Bonnie Lincoln, who has been through something no human should ever have to go through. You kind of want to know this going in, that she is deeply traumatized and deeply wounded, because you're not going to know this immediately. You'll know pretty soon, but knowing that going in is kind of going to be the draw to the story. The thing is, Bonnie just won a huge lottery, and she can finally pursue her dream, which is to build a life-size version of the Set of Threes company, her favorite television show, and she wants to be able to live out the life of those characters every single day for the rest of her life. The money allows her to do just that on an isolated mountainside. So she's got the specs and the construction people that she can truly trust. And Bonnie is pleasantly surprised even by an Easter egg left in her new place by one of the trusted crew members who doesn't make fun of what she's trying to do, but rather like tries to enhance the experience for her. So now she gets to live out her three's company vision, taking turns playing the roles of Janet Wood, Chrissy Snow, and Jack Tripper. It's nostalgic, it's comforting, and it's really funny in the darkest of ways as slowly we discover what it is Bonnie is running from. And frankly, as a reader, you kind of want her running from this past. It's full of grief and loss, and this outlet of obsession is one that harms absolutely no one and yet allows Bonnie to isolate herself in relative safety. That is, except when Bonnie's former best friend Crystal comes knocking, and she can't escape like she wants to. Bonnie and Crystal go way, way back in history, and Crystal really needs Bonnie's help, and given their ties, Bonnie is struggling with saying no. If you've ever wanted a book that is funny and also kind of heartwarming, as well as devastating when it explores grief and loss, this is the one. The Three's Company theme is really nostalgic, whether or not you know anything about the show, because the point is, of course, to connect with the idea that there are shows or movies or books where we'd love to just escape into and avoid the real world. And for Bonnie, that really happens, except Even years into that escape, the past is always going to come calling, whether that's from the inside or for the outside. And for Bonnie, it's both. So now she has to face whether she just shoves it down or she faces her experiences a little bit more head on. The book is obsessive and it's insular and it's also this fascinating and compelling character study. And that is One's Company by Ashley Hudson. And with that, today's show comes to a close. All of the books mentioned in this episode will be linked in the show notes, and I hope your month is off to a good start. It's the first week. We've had a holiday in the U.S. The Canadians have had a holiday, so I hope you've gotten a little extra reading in this week as well. Thanks so much to today's sponsor and to our audio editor, Jen Zink, and thank you to you for listening. For more recs or general bookishness, check out bookriot.com, and don't forget to check out the full stable of podcasts at bookriot.com slash listen, or just search Book Riot on your podcast player of choice. 
You can find a list of books I mentioned today on the show notes by visiting bookriot.com slash all the books. And remember, if you're a fan of all the books and all the backlists and you want to show us some love, you can leave a rating or review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. As always, we sincerely appreciate them as your reviews help other book lovers find us. And if you want to find me personally, I'm still hanging out on Twitter for some reason. It's Veronica Kelly Mars. And in the meantime, happy reading. Happy reading.